Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. I'm going to read you a passage from John chapter 10 and then we're going to preach. John 10 verse 1. Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own, his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will, they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Verse 7, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also must I bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Lord Jesus, please help us. You are the shepherd, the good shepherd, the great shepherd. Jesus, please would you help us. Help me as an under-shepherd, and many of us as under-shepherds, and help all of us as sheep to understand what you were saying, and how our lives must change today because of this. We welcome your word and your instruction. Good shepherd, lead us to green pastures, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope you guys are all doing well. If so, can you say bad? No. Did you know you're a sheep? I was once at a youth camp and a discussion question was given it said if you were to name one kind of animal what animal would you be and people came up with cheetah lion all sorts of things nobody said sheep and yet the Bible says you are a sheep the Bible never really compares us to anything else other than sheep and yet sheep are mentioned hundreds of times in the Bible and again and again the Bible says you are a sheep and Jesus said I am the good shepherd we're going to be looking at this today, and it's part of our series called I Am, which is talking about my identity. Who am I? Who am I really? And how important is it to find my identity? Last week, we said that if we find our true identity and understand who we are, then everything else in life falls into place. And all the different needs that we have and all the things that the world says we need and that the world chases after, if I can rest in my identity, then all of those needs will be met as well. So identity is so important, but I want to make an important point today, and that is this. Identity is not just about you. And you might be shocked by that. You see, in the Western culture, 
Everything's about me. When I go into a shop, if the person behind the counter doesn't treat me like a king, I have an apoplectic fit and I start talking to managers and saying, do you realize who I am? And writing letters. Everything in our society is so catered towards how important I am. And I go around life and go around the world looking for me, 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 my needs to be met. Have you noticed me? Have you realized how important I am? Have you given me what I need? Who cares what you need? Who cares about the group, the country, the bigger picture? Me is the most important thing. I wake up in the morning thinking about me and I go to sleep thinking about me and my whole life is focused on my individual needs. And so a series, a sermon series called I Am, we perk up our ears and we say, yes, it's about me. I want to know who I am. And the Bible says, you are a sheep. And you belong in a flock. And you need a shepherd. And suddenly that Western pride that we have, most of us, rises up and I get all arrogant and cross with that and I say, I do not, I am an individual. I think for myself, I'm not a sheeple, I'm an individual person. I know what I think and I don't follow anyone. You know, I, I follow sometimes some of the people on the internet who argue against God, the atheists. I just, I, I, I subscribe to various forums where atheists talk because I want to always be interacting with people who think differently from me. And the funny thing is they always say, I'm a free thinker. I don't follow the crowd. No one tells me what to think. And then they form little groups on Facebook or on forums. And they form crowds of people who think the same as them. And there's always a leader. They won't call him the shepherd and they won't call themselves the sheep, but they act just like sheep, even though they say, I'm a free thinker. And I want to say to you today that the Bible is correct when it says that we are sheep. None of us is alone. None of us is an island. None of us thinks completely for ourselves. And none of us can exist on our own. We are societal beings. We love to be in a herd. We belong in a flock. And we need shepherds and leaders. Now, whether or not you agree with that and whether your pride rises up against that, I actually don't care because the Bible says it's true. And we need to hear it. We need to hear that I am is actually understood only in the context of we are. And whoever you have as your shepherd and whoever you have as your flock greatly influences your identity. You can get all the right teaching from the Bible about how God has done great things in your life and who you are in Christ and what a new creature you are and how wonderful God has been to you. You can renew your mind and all that. But if you don't get the right shepherd and flock in your life, in other words, if your shepherd is still Charles Darwin or whatever, your teacher or your mom or your dad or somebody else, if your shepherd is not Christ and your flock the group of people who you most identify with is your buddies at work or your sister and brother or somebody else. If it's not the people of God, I want to say something bold and quite shocking. You will never understand your true identity in Christ. Wow, Greg, that's a bit harsh. You wake up on the wrong side of the bed today. Why are you being so cross with us? I'm not cross. I just want to say that we have to understand our identity in the context of what God says we are. We are sheep. 
the flock of his pasture. And he's the good shepherd. You know, there's a lot of bad shepherds around. There's a lot of people who stand up and say, I know the answers to your problems. I can help you. I can give you life coaching. I can show you how to be successful in this area, in this area. And I can organize your life for you. And we read all their books and we listen and we watch TV. And there's a lot of people who are shepherds. It, pretty much all of us at some stage in our lives want to be a shepherd to somebody else. We want to come along. I can't tell you the number of people who come to our church and they say, Hey, I'm here to join. Check what I can help you with sorting out your church. And they want to be the shepherd. Everybody comes with this thing. I want to be the shepherd. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. There's a whole lot of shepherds, but there's only one good shepherd. One who really wants my best interests. Who has been a sheep himself. You know, the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. He's been a sheep. He knows what it's like to be a sheep. But he is also the good shepherd. He is God himself. And he puts the two together and he says, I am the good shepherd. I know what you need. I know what it's like. And I can lead you into the green pastures that you need. Isn't that amazing? I am is actually we are. There's two aspects. There's the guidance, the, the shepherding. Who am I getting my information from? Who do I trust to tell me how to run my life? And then secondly, who am I associating with? Which, which flock am I all around? You know, I can remember my identity before I was married. I lived on my own. I sorted out my own time. I sorted out my own food and it was dismal. I, I lived on, we, we had a cereal called Pro Neutro and that's all I lived on, breakfast, lunch and supper. And I, you know, I had my identity and then I met my wife and suddenly my identity changed. And then I got used to that identity and then we had kids and suddenly my identity changed. And as my life goes on, I realize more and more my identity is bound up in the people that I'm around. Isn't that right? I can remember practicing volleyball on my own in my garden, hitting a ball against a wall, playing volleyball and thinking I knew about volleyball and, and what it was all about. And then I joined a team and suddenly my whole idea of volleyball changed. And then we got an expert coach, a professional coach from New Zealand, and suddenly my idea changed. And it's the same with life. I can be all on my own and think I know who I am, but it's only when I'm in with the right coach and with the right team that I get my identity correct. I want to tell you about a shepherd, the story of a shepherd in the Bible. Shepherds were very common. Every leader in the Bible, no matter who he was, whether he was a king or a prophet or whatever, they were all referred to as shepherds. Jesus is referred to as the chief shepherd, the great shepherd. God is referred to, Yahweh, as the shepherd. Yahweh Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd. Every leader in the Bible is called a shepherd because shepherd is such a brilliant picture of what a leader in God's eyes is supposed to be like. Not a CEO, not a performer, entertainer, a shepherd. There's so many different pictures God could have chosen for leader, but he chose shepherd. And in the Middle East, a shepherd was a man who would leave his family. So you can imagine there's all the, the not the bright lights, but the bustle and the life and the and the excitement of town, and he would leave his family, he would leave his town, he would say goodbye, wave goodbye to his friends, and he would go out into the dark bush. And there's this few little sheep, dirty sheep, you know, brambles in their fur, they smell a bit, they stupid things. You know, sheep are defenseless, and they're done. That's just the thing about sheep. They've got no big teeth, 
They haven't got big claws. They're not ferocious. They can't run very fast. They don't even know where they're going. They just follow along whatever the others are doing. And he finds his sheep and he thinks, oh boy, I've given all that up for this. But then a good shepherd starts to get a, a heart of love and compassion for the sheep. He starts to recognize their face. Oh, that's the one with the cute little eyes and the little mark next to his cheek. Oh, that's the other one with, who walks with a little bit of a limp. Oh, look at that sweet one. And he gets to know them and he gives them names and he gets to recognize them. And they start to recognize his voice. He calls out. I watched a couple of YouTube clips. There's an amazing one where this man just stands on the hillside. There's nothing in sight, just foggy hillside. And he starts shouting out, come along, something like that. And you just hear far in the distance. <laughs> he goes, come along. <laughs> and they start coming. And more and more come until this whole crowd, this flock of sheep is all around him because he's called out with the right voice. And apparently shepherds, when there's lots of sheep, like in a marketplace, they can call and just their flock will come to them because they recognize his voice. So the, the shepherd gets to know them. He loves them. Sometimes he has to undergo hardship to protect them. A wolf or, or a wild animal will come. He has to go and fight off the animal. At night, he has to put them in an enclosure where he puts a wall around them. And often he will sleep across the doorway to stop wild animals getting in and to stop the sheep from going out. And then every day he takes them. He has to find the right place where there's food and water and he leads them along in that. Just one more thing I need to say about the sheep and the shepherds is that Jesus in this passage talks about himself as the shepherd and as the sheep and as the doorkeeper who lets the shepherd in. There's three different parts to this. So imagine the enclosure where the sheep live at night and are protected. Jesus says, I am the door or the doorkeeper. And he says, the shepherd comes in through the door. So he's the door that lets some shepherds in. Then he says, I am the lamb who sacrifices my life for the sheep. So he's the sheep. But, and then he says, I am the good shepherd who comes in by the door. He's calling himself all these different things because at different levels, he is all of them. And I just want to say and, and help us to understand that all of us on different levels are all of them as well. All of us is, are a sheep. We are sheep. But at times we are shepherds. If you're a parent... If you are a boss, if you lead anything in life, you are a shepherd. And then all of us are doorkeepers as well, where we let other shepherds in. I have to choose. Do I let the teachers at my child's school teach my child? I am the door to my children's life, and, and I let other shepherds into their lives. And so there's all these different levels, and we need to understand that. So as I speak today about the good shepherd, I'm also speaking about myself and all of us as shepherds as well. And I hope that helps us. Right. Let's look at a couple of points. Let me just read the passage. Jesus says in John 10 verse 1, Most assuredly I say to you, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens. Can I just ask us, quite frankly and, and bluntly, are you in a sheepfold and is there somebody who's checking the door to decide what comes in and out of your life? It's quite a, it's quite a straight question but quite a difficult one to answer. You see again in our modern society we rebel against this kind of thing. We don't want to be thought of as sheep who need a doorkeeper 
But the Bible says that all of us are sheep. Even the most qualified shepherd, even the person who's the most authoritative leader is a sheep and needs somebody else to, to watch the door and say, are you, are you sure you want to let that into your life? And so we are not required to, but the elders of this church have submitted ourselves to other leaders in other parts of the world. And we've said to them, watch our lives. Ask us about the doors and what we're letting in and what we're letting out. Check about the money and how we're using the money and, and what we're teaching and what we're doing in the church and how we're running our personal lives and our family lives. Look at our lives. I need you to look and decide what's coming in and out of my life. Friend, can I ask you quite plainly, who's the doorkeeper in your life? Who's looking at your life and saying, this should come in, this shouldn't come in? Because you see, a sheep doesn't know. A sheep doesn't know that, that a bad thing is coming in. But the shepherd has had experience. He's lived long enough. He's qualified. He's got the right attitude and the right abilities. And he says, that is a wolf. Or that is a hireling. Or that is a, a thief who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We need to have somebody in our lives who says, this is not okay. This is okay. And watches. Not in a controlling way. Not to say you cannot marry that person or you cannot do that job, but rather to say, have you thought about this? You know that teacher that you've been listening to on YouTube? Let me just give you a few little pointers. Somebody who knows you, not somebody who's far away on the other side of the world, somebody who knows you and says, I'm not so sure that is the right thing to let into your life. You say, but I can't trust anyone like that. You see, again, in our Western culture, as soon as somebody raises their head above the crowd and says, I want to be leader, the rest of the crowd takes pot shots at them and says, you're a bad leader. Bang, bang, bang. Get down. Become part of the crowd again. And so we've just had election carnage in the UK last week, where as soon as a leader fails, he's just out and he resigns. I mean, I can't believe the carnage that's happened. Three political party leaders resigned and the... And the coach of the England cricket team resigned as well. It's just amazing. As soon as somebody has a hard time and it doesn't work, we just cut him out. But actually, in some cultures, there's, and I, I know they sometimes go too far, but there's an honor and a respect for a leader that even if they make a mistake, we still say we need them. We don't just cut. We don't just criticize leaders completely. We've got to find the right balance. And by the way, I'm not saying that one culture is right or another is wrong. We've got to find the biblical culture because every culture has an element of biblical truth, but they've all gone too far one way or the other. We've got to find God's culture. And God's culture says we need shepherds. And so your upbringing might say, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. No one. I'm the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. And God's word says you need to find someone you trust who's your shepherd. Jesus is the ultimate shepherd, but there are under shepherds as well. Amen? Amen. Let's read on. He goes on verse 3. He says, The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of a stranger. Friends, do you know the voice of your shepherd? And have you heard him call your name? Again, very challenging this. See, many people go to church for many years. They're part of this group or this organization or this denomination or this whatever. 
But the, the key aspect is, do you know the voice of the shepherd? Do you know when God is speaking to you, either directly or through somebody else? Because that is the sign that you are a sheep in the right relationship with your shepherd. If you don't recognize his voice, you need to get to the place where you say, I want to spend time with you. How do I get to know somebody's voice? I spend more time with them. It's as simple as that. When my wife phones me and I, and I speak to her on the phone, I know immediately that it's her. Whereas other people, I don't really recognize. I, I made a blunder this week. I phoned the church and I called Mark James because I thought it was James answering the phone. I know them pretty well, but I obviously don't know them as well as I know my wife. But I know the shepherd's voice when I spend time with him and I'm listening to his voice. I spend time in prayer. I spend time reading the word. I listen. I say, Lord, speak to me. I want to hear. And then I get to know his voice. And he calls me by name. Even though I'm part of a flock, even though it is a collective, I have an individual name in that flock. And he calls me by name. Do you know the name that God calls you? Not the name that your parents call you. Not the name that the bullies called you at school. Not the name that your boss calls you, the government calls you. What's the name that God calls you? You know, he calls you Christian. Little Christ. You know, he calls you saint. You say, I'm not a saint. The Bible calls you a saint more than any other thing. You are a saint. You are holy. You are pure. The Bible calls you a king and a priest. The Bible calls you beloved. The Bible calls you son or daughter. And then there's a specific name that God has for you in amongst all of those generic names. I've got to find the name that the shepherd calls me. And it's from relationship with the great shepherd. But also, I've got to find human shepherds who speak with the same voice as the great shepherd. I don't want to criticize any churches or church leaders. But I just want to say, be careful of shepherds who say they are representing the great shepherd. But they speak with a voice that is harsh, that is judgmental, that is uh, full of pride. Saying, I'm better than you that beats you and makes you feel guilty. You know, some of us have been beaten and made to feel guilty for so long that we don't feel good unless we're being beaten. And it's a tragic thing. Some people don't feel holy unless the preacher tells them how bad they are. And that's not the Good Shepherd's voice. The Good Shepherd loves us. He lays down his life for the sheep. Let's read on. Verse 7, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. It has to come through Jesus. Everything we do, whichever shepherd or leader you find in your life, if he's not a Christian, listen, I'm not against reading philosophy and, and non-Christian books, but make sure that's not where you're getting your shepherd guidance from. Jesus is the door, and the shepherd that you follow has to be somebody who comes through the door of Christ. You know, we can go to counselors and therapists and get answers for our lives, but if it doesn't come through Christ and through the Bible, it's not going to lead you to where you need to be. And it's, it's actually very different, the guidance that you're going to get from the world. He goes on to say, The thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. You know, the world will say you don't get life from religion. You get life from expressing yourself and being an individual and not following the crowd. But they follow a crowd that leads to death. I've lived in that crowd. 
I've lived in the world where we think we're being free thinkers, but actually we're just following a crowd that's going down to destruction. There's misery, there's alcoholism, there's broken marriages, there's disease, there's sadness. There's nothing good in, that, in following that flock. But when we follow Jesus, there's life and life abundantly. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, sees the wolf coming and flees because he does not care for the sheep. Again, I, I really don't want to criticize anyone, but I have to say what God's word says. There are people who call themselves shepherds in the church. And they're doing it because it's a job. They're not doing it because they love the sheep. A hireling is somebody who's doing it because he's getting paid. It's somebody else's sheep. I don't know whose sheep it is. I don't know whose people these are. But I'm getting my salary check every month. So I'll go through the motions. I'll say the words. I'll do the visits. I'll preach the sermons. I'll read the Bible. But at the end of the day, I'm just getting my pension or my job. My job done. Whereas the shepherd says, I don't care if I don't get any money. I love these sheep. <laughs> I am a sheep. And I know what it's like to be a sheep, and I want to give that to these people because the Good Shepherd has helped me. You know, if we were going in for open heart surgery, we would want to know that the surgeon knew what he was doing, that he was capable, and that he actually took his job seriously, and preferably if he cares about me, that's even better. And yet, how many people, they just follow anyone, church-wise. We've got to find a shepherd who cares and who's capable. You look at his life. You say, has the great shepherd made an impact in this person's life? Does, does the life of God and the love of God shine out through him? What has God done in his life? Because if God hasn't done anything in his life, then he can't help me. You've got to find somebody who's been through the, the pastures and knows where the green grass is and where the water is and has found it for themselves so that they can lead you there. And I'm not saying we're perfect at all. I'm just saying all of us need to find those shepherds. Because Jesus said there are hirelings who are just doing it either for financial gain or for some other gain. You know, they want their ego boosted or they want, they want fame or they want their name to be promoted. He said there's hirelings. He said there's thieves and robbers who just want to take something from us. And then he said there are wolves who are people who actually want to destroy you. And I've seen it. I'm so sad to say that in church ministry I've seen it too many times where a person comes into church, they say the right things, they smile in the right way, they seem to be right, but actually behind the scenes they're going and they're talking to people to cause division, to separate a group, to, to gossip about somebody, to talk badly about the leaders, to, to do something. And Jesus said, they're the wolves. In fact, he said some very, very harsh things. Uh, Titus 3, verse 10 and 11, it says, warn a divisive person twice and then have nothing more to do with them. And Romans 16 verse 17 says, take note of people who cause divisions and have nothing to do with them. Because they're wolves. They come into the flock and we think, oh, it's fine. It's just a bit of harmless chatter and gossip. Let's talk about sister so-and-so. Let's, let's natter about the leaders. Let's do this. Let's, let's listen to something negative about someone. And actually, Jesus said, that's a wolf in the, in the, in the sheepfold. And you need a shepherd who's strong enough to stand up with a stick and say, wolf, stop that. Get out of here. Amen. It's just a fact. And then lastly, he says, 
I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I'm known by them. As the Father knows me, so I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. And then he says this, And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, I must also bring them in, and they will hear my voice, and we will be one flock and one shepherd. The good shepherd is always looking out for the lost sheep. It's never just about us. It's always the mission. Whenever we get so inward looking that we're never worried about the lost sheep, who are out there on a hillside somewhere with a broken leg at risk of a wolf, we've missed the plot. That shepherd is not a good shepherd. We've got to always be looking for the lost and the lonely. So, let me conclude today. Friend, my identity and your identity, we can learn about I am as much as we want, but if I don't understand my place as a sheep with a shepherd, I will never fully express my identity in Christ. I will always be a Christian who is struggling, never really getting victory, never achieving what God wants, never fulfilled, never at peace, never really enjoying the green pastures until I find my place. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Until I find my place with a shepherd and a, and a flock, then I find my identity. And my question is very simple. I just need to look in my own heart and say, who am I looking to for guidance? Who's my shepherd? Is it still my mom's voice that guides me in life? Is it still that teacher from grade seven who guides me? Is it my boss? Is it the government? Who is it who guides me? Is it Jesus? And are there good shepherds underneath Jesus who are guiding me? And if you found that, you'll find great pasture. You'll find identity in Christ. So let's pray together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the good shepherd, that you became a sheep, you died for us, you are the door, and you are the shepherd who leads us. And I pray that you would help each of us, especially those of us who are leading churches, groups, families, businesses. Lord, help us to represent you properly. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to find our identity and be secure and safe in who we are in you, and then pass that on to others so that Sheep grow up secure and safe. That people's souls are restored. That they find the paths of righteousness. Lord, that they find quiet streams and green pastures. Lord, I pray that our churches, our families, our businesses would flourish. Would be full of healthy, happy sheep. Because we are led by you. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to find our security in that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.